Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Season 3, Episode 19. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. And I'm Laura. And I'm also and, oh, here, too. My name is Matt. I'm so Laura. sorry. Really? <laughs> I'm wow. so sorry. No. <laughs> I see how it is. La- I see you. No, I've I see been you the Laura. last person on the show the last couple of times I've been on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is brutal. No. No, I was reading. All right. And we, I'm we, also we, here. <laughs> 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 we have too much to talk about to fight over over what just transpired. No, uh, so most I... importantly, God, we have to talk about my birthday. My birthday's tomorrow. Has everybody got their cards in the mail? Their simming mugs in the mail? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a dig. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm. I love turning, you. Turning twenty eight tomorrow. Getting a little uncomfortably close to thirty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, whatever. Me too. Sorry, Matt. It's okay. The great thing about <laughs> turning thirty, though, I gotta say, is that you you don't you give less of a shit about how you look to feel good. You know, but Matt, you still look perfect. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Easy but, for like, you to say. Okay, but okay. God damn it. Let me let me talk. Okay, so like when you're in your twenties, like stereotypically, you try to look physically good so you can feel good on the inside no no i didn't okay well all right well you you three may not have sent me a card but my my new uh millennial love riley did i haven't opened it yet though but at least someone related to the show cares about me is this the person that you started talking to on okay no grinder tinder i can't i can't even keep track how many is this now Tinder. 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 Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and Thank you. okay, and he knows that you're the Andrew Sims. Yes. Okay. Yes, and he didn't he didn't bait and switch me. It was uh he was upfront about it from the get-go that he was a millennial listener. So uh yeah, you know, he he is the cutest ballerina I know. Unlike you people. Wait, he's a ballerina? He's a dancer. Oh shit. Anyway, Laura you're officially a homeowner? I am. Yeah. I closed up my house on Friday. I'm so fucking glad that shit is over. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, yeah. How does it feel? Are you happier? Yes. Well, I don't know that I'm like happier with life per se, but I feel really good about the house. Um, I feel like it's a it's a good <laughs> I mean, I'm still pretty fucking depressed, but I have an investment. Yeah, pretty much. To be fair. Uh, um, good. No. Everything's no, awful. No, no, no. No, it's, it's good. It's good. I can cry in peace now. Yeah, I can cry uh, in the solace of my own home and only the neighbors will hear me. So. And no one can give you 30 days notice that you got to leave. That's right. <laughs> I'll cry in here loudly as much as I want. That's right. I own this place. You can't kick me out. <laughs> well, good. We're all very happy for you. And Matt, you, you. Very, you you just completed a very big move as well. Yeah. Huge. 
I literally measured it. I have moved four feet from my door. Wow. Congratulations. Are you happier as well? Um, yes, but it's not because of the move. Um, I upped my meds. <laughs> so good for you. Thank you. Uh... Thank you. It's, you know, my life. God bless, you know. All right. All right. So Laura's got her life together. I found love. Matt had a big move. Elisa, how are you doing? I'm I'm recovering from from high expectations as regards my IUD experience. Um I I went and had that done. God, I guess it was Friday. And no fucking one out, guys. Just what? Wait, no fucking Wait, I'm I'm confused. Like how can you have high expectations for an IUD? Like Well, I thought as in as in I thought it would go well. I thought it would be a smooth process. I thought that, you know, it would it would all be okay. As it turns out, I've been living in like the ninth circle of hell ever since. And it was excruciating. I got to tell you, got to tell you I feel a little. I feel a little left out of the whole adulting shit that's going on here. Laura just bought a house. One of my close personal friends. Um, I I can't say who. Not that anyone knows who she is, but it's a secret now. She she just told me she's pregnant. My first. Oh shit! Yeah, my first like friend, like like real friend, not like an acquaintance, but like legit friend, is pregnant. Your mom Laura's is a pregnant. Here I am, here I am, just like, no, I, I just, forever young, give me no children, I'll just keep renting, that's fine. Um, well, look, some people, you know, just dealt a bad deck of cards. Yeah, I'm one of them. Wait, well, so yeah. I wanna... the, the IUD is an adult move. I guess. I want to know what I, this I nightmare, mean... though, is. Like, what, what happened? Did you okay, lose it? so let's... No, I didn't fucking... <laughs> okay, I mean, I lost a bit. This time it was on purpose. It's supposed to be inside of you. So, I mean, I go I go to my GYN, and she lit, and she explains to me, okay, this is what's going to happen. She's like, you're going to feel a little pinch, and then some pressure, probably something akin to like a period cramp, and you're going to feel that twice, because first I have to measure your cervix, and then I have to actually insert. I'm like, okay, fine. So I feel the pinch. It's not great, but it's not awful. And then there's like a bomb that explodes inside of my abdomen. And I'm not kidding, guys. It is like every period cramp I've ever had in my life rolled into one. And I screamed, like physically screamed out in pain. I start cold sweating. I get very dizzy and faint and and it's funny because as this is happening <laughs> my doctor who's down like you know with her head between my crotch she's like by the way if you start feeling a little nauseous it's totally normal just as she says that i think i'm about to vomit um and, and she <laughs> that's only the first one she's like okay you're all measured and everything looks good now time to put the iud in I'm like what the fuck you crazy bitch this is not acceptable but it, she says it went in fine. Um, it didn't feel fine to me, but I probably languished in misery for a good hour after that, and was just like a, a ball of agony, um, like to the point of almost crying, legitimately, like almost tears. It was so painful. Did they not prescribe you anything to dilate you? 
before this? No. Okay, that must, because my doctor gave me medicine to dilate my cervix before I got mine to make it easier to stretch open. Oh, no, I got nothing. Wow, that sucks. I got, I got nothing. And I mean, there was no, I know some people, some women have had their doctors um, put like lidocaine of all things and some numb, like some topical numbing cream on, on their cervix as well. I got none of that. I just went in cold. That was it. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, it was terrible. Ugh. But that said, that said, the, the worst of it was over after about, I would say two hours. And, mm-hmm. uh, then I just had like normal period cramps for the next day. And now I'm ready for that baby gravy. So it's mm. all good. <laughs> Gonna have to put a towel down from now on. Yep. Oh, Lord. Yep. So, Andrew, (laughs) I mean, when you're ready, I'm here for you. Well, uh, my brother's moving to D.C. tomorrow or in two days. Yeah, for uh, for a summer internship, just a temporary thing. But uh, my parents are moving him in, helping him move, and maybe I'll come down, and while they're moving in, I'll uh, stop by. Swing on by. Little... Little lunchtime meal. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. I do. <laughs> Just remember, Andrew, you are what you eat. <laughs> I am an IUD. <laughs> if you guys are, yeah. if you guys are wondering why I haven't really said anything, is because I've been masturbating during this entire conversation. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> wondering what that thumping sound was. <laughs> it's my finger. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, we have, let's just know. Is your microphone up show. your asshole? What the fuck do you mean? Oh, uh, I mean that's personal. We we do have to change gears for a second. We were going to speak about some light news and then get into politics, but we also have to tell you about this breaking story that many people will probably know more about by the time they hear this episode on Tuesday morning. Uh, but we are recording Monday night, and there have been at least one, maybe two explosions. At an Ariana Grande concert in Manchester, England. They seem to have occurred at the end of the concert. And NBC News is already already reporting that at least 20 people have died. And hundreds have been injured. So it seems to be a very, very serious incident. And details are still early, but... And we don't know who who... No one's taken responsibility as of this recording... But what what I really I don't understand violence um, like this ever for any reason. But I particularly don't get who the fuck's going to target, you know, an Ariana Grande concert. Who does that? Why? Mm-hmm. What is that about? I mean, even when you target places of worship, it's heinous. But you can at least understand the historical context for where that that hatred and vitriol comes from. Why a concert? I don't understand. Because it is, I mean, this was an arena where this happened in Manchester. And I would imagine the idea behind it is you have a large congregation of people pushed into a relatively contained space. So I'm sure the idea was to do maximum damage. Oh, Uh, so cowardice. like they did. Yeah, correct. Like fish in a barrel. Um. Yeah, it's it's so like I'm following this on Twitter right now and there are people who were at the concert who have video of the explosions happening and then people turning and running. Um there are photos of like bloodied individuals being carried out. It's 
looking really bad. Yeah, and I, I think it's also shock value that yeah. they were probably going for. If, if, because you would, of course, you would think, why an Ariana Grande concert? And it's also sad because, of course, concerts are where you go to be joyous, mm-hmm. to have fun, to, to be worry-free. I got to be honest, though. Uh, after all the stuff that's been happening within the past couple of years of shit like this, like uh, the past recent uh, concerts I've been to, like I have had that thought in my head, like even just for a split yeah. second, just that second of worry, like what what would happen if right. like this would if this actually if like a, a bomb explodes or something, because that's not outside the realm of possibility now. Well, no, maybe I feel like. No. Sorry, I was going to say, I feel like that when I go into any kind of public space these days, one of the first things I always do, and sometimes I do it without even realizing, is just sort of casually look where the exits are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since that, ever since that mass shooting in the movie theater, actually, mm-hmm. I now any yeah. single time I go to the movies, and it's not, it's not conscious or deliberate, I just find myself naturally looking for the nearest exit whenever I'm in a movie theater now. And it occurs to me as we're talking about this, maybe that's the point, right? Maybe the point is to do it in the most um, unpredictable public space possible because I suppose terrorism by its very nature, in addition to being cowardly, is all about actually terrorizing and getting people Mm -hmm. to stay indoors and not live their lives. And so um, in some ways a concert makes sense, I suppose, in that regard. But the other thing to remember is you can't live in fear. No. You, 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 it, and that that's the thing I always remember at last uh, so there were there were I remember there were terror attacks around this time last year, maybe a little earlier. Um and I was going to uh I had tickets to go see Bruce Springsteen in London. And I may have brought this up. My dad was like, "Don't go. You shouldn't go. Terrorists mm-hmm. would love to blow up a Bruce Springsteen concert overseas." I'm like, well, that might be true, but it's not going to stop me from going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going. It's just so bizarre to me. And I know people like my dad, they live in fear. And it's really sad and bad. You can't do that. Because then you're not living at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Beach. we're coming up to the year anniversary of uh, Orlando at Pulse. Jesus Christ. Ugh, I can't yeah. believe that. Yeah. Crazy. So let's move on to some other news. We're going to start light, Trump-free. For now. Now there's been some hot summer trends, haven't there? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go, guys. All right. So it looks like the uh, fashion trend of the summer is going to be the new romper that is designed specifically for men. They're calling it the romp him or the bromper, the public onesie. And it's, it's just the worst. Guys, have have Describe you seen it? What what is this? It's basic. Well, a romper originally is what uh, is a piece of clothing. It's like a onesie for babies or young children, and um, also women wear it too. There's there's rompers for women that you see like at Coachella or during the summer. But now these uh, these group of guys on Kickstarter started a campaign for a male version of the romper, and their goal was ten thousand. I'm looking right now. They made over three hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars for it. Oh boy! And you know, I, I kind of do find the romper fashionable. I I'm not sure would. if I would wear it, but I feel like it's not. I 
when I first looked at it, I found it a bit ugly. But the more I look at it, certain certain patterns, certain designs of the romper, I, I'm okay with it. What's would you the, wear it? What's the I, I don't I don't it? think I would wear it. I don't think it would look good. I mean, I don't think the design of a of a romper will fit a guy's shape. I, I just don't think it's going to be flattering for a lot of guys. The point of it, Laura, it seems to just be comfortable. Like if you don't have to worry about that in between space, in between your pants and your shirt, I don't. It it, it kind of looks to me like it would be as comfortable as a onesie, like Matt it's, was describing it. Uh, I mean, it's basically it's got all that space with, with shorts. Yeah. Yeah, but I let's be clear. This is this is like an internet meme gone fa- like way too far. This is this is not serious. I guarantee you, whoever started making these things or, or talking about this, they were they were doing it they were doing it just to like troll everybody, and they were laughing and mocking the idea of men wearing rompers. And then somehow it got real serious. Companies started making it, and now look, now we're talking about it. Now I'm sitting here googling pictures of romp hymns. Yeah, but yeah. okay. I mean, but all the pictures that you're seeing are like attractive model type guys. Uh, could you see yes, your boyfriend in a romper or romp him? No, I, I I couldn't. I'm looking at I'm looking at the models on Google right now, and they are they are traditionally attractive men whose features are ruined by the fact that they're wearing a polka dot onesie. <laughs> I'm actually going to share this photo with you guys. It is a actual polka dot onesie. Would you break up with your boyfriend if you showed up wearing one of these, though? For sure. Let's move on to the next trend for people who are uh, can't focus. Yeah, okay, so speaking of can't focusing, so there's there's this new toy that's becoming a huge viral thing going around in elementary and junior high schools especially, and they're called fidget spinners. Um. Fidget spinners are basically um, – there are two or three paddle-shaped blades that kind of look like two – maybe like two uh, boomerangs that are attached together. And uh, they attach to a center core. And what you do is you squeeze the center and then you flick the blades and they spin. Mm. And that's it. I, I got to say, guys, we're sitting here talking about this shit what? and we sound so – obscenely old. old i know yep. that's what i that's yeah, really like we're on the today show like when did we when did we get talking old? about summer trends when did we become adults well yeah. back in these my really, day we had tamagotchis these truly are the the thing of the summer though you're going to be seeing a lot of yeah. them um i was down in ocean city the other day it's the beach town my family always goes to and on the boardwalk there's always that summer trend that thing that all the stores are selling you know yo-yos pogs last year pokemon, pokemon cards um uh, yeah all that the this you know the things you throw up in the air and they snap back whatever this year all the stores had these fidget spinners and snl did a parody of finish it was hilarious this this week yeah it, it was, was yeah it was really funny I, but um, but I don't. Th- I don't get. I was surprised they did it because I didn't think it really reached that level yet. But I guess it has. Yeah, I mean, schools are already banning them from from class because they're saying that and it actually distracts kids instead of keeps keeps them focused. Because that's what they're selling. So it Matt, as. we know you fidget. Do you think this would help you? Do you own one yet? I might buy one only because they're really <laughs> cheap. They're like three or to four <laughs> bucks at the starting price. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. don't. 
think I would buy it unless I was experimenting with it. But uh, I, 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 I can't say that I, I hate it because I think it's, it is like one of those fads and just novelty things. But yeah, I don't know. Like, the, like other trends though, like troll dolls, Rubik's cubes, Beanie Babies. Before we go, I wanted to uh, read this little theory that uh, I saw for a sociologist, and I want to see if you agree with her. Um, She says, toy fads are important because they represent something novel, different. An important part of of childhood is gradually separating yourself from your family and becoming your own person. We can see this when middle school children announce a taste for music that diverges from their parents. And it's a way of declaring, I'm my own person. Mm. So do you think that attributes to the fact that you know what you just don't get it this is for us i think that (laughs) sounds like a lot of horse shit i think (laughs) that uh when every single person in your class or age group is doing it you can't rightly then say like this is my thing look how unique i am like i mean listen we all have those things i did it too but like it's it's, no that that sounds like over analyzing what is Ultimately, just a trendy fad. Mm-hmm. I miss my. I marbles. do agree with the point that it's different, though. It's it's something new and fresh. It's not like these these fidget spinners aren't like anything we've seen before. Yeah, I, I don't know how on earth they take off, though. I mean, it could. I mean, it could be because everyone in your class has one. But I mean, when I was a kid, like having something that I would want that my parents don't understand or didn't get, that was. That was kind of like a mini rush. Like, I, I enjoyed that Yeah, it was fact. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's somebody who probably could have used a fidget spinner instead of texting minors. <laughs> Anthony Weiner. <laughs> he has pleaded guilty to criminal charges. He's going to be going to jail. He pleaded guilty to the charge of transmitting, sending dick pics to a minor. Um, now, this part was really eerie to me. The, the minor, the 15-year-old girl, was in the courtroom. And he faced her and apologized to her face, which ooh, I don't oh, know. I, that seems really creepy. When you to said me. face, I thought like he was FaceTiming her. For some, <laughs> that was like my immediate. <laughs> the judge go-to. says you must you must FaceTime her and apologize right now <laughs> and keep your clothes on. No, uh, you know, he he admitted that he does have a problem, and uh, he has no excuse for it. He said these destructive impulses brought great devastation to my family and friends and destroyed my life's dream of public service. I am committed to making amends to all those I have harmed. So moving on to a couple Trump updates now. Last episode, Pam, Elisa, and I were trying to sort through it all. And since then, there's been several more big bombshells, (laughs) including this one. Trump told his Russian pals who uh, visited the Oval Office without any U.S. media in the room, just that Russian photographer, that firing Comey relieved, quote, great pressure from the investigation. What's more, the White House didn't deny these remarks were made. And it was just ended up being further proof that he did fire Comey just to get rid of the Russian investigation. And it had nothing to do with, oh, they mishandled how or Comey mishandled how the Hillary investigation happened. Trump said, quote, I just fired the head of the FBI. He was crazy. A real nut job. I faced great pressure because of Russia. That's taken off. So uh, my first question is, in light of all these weeks, leaks, how the hell 
who the hell in the White House wants to see Trump out? Because for this direct quote to leak is really significant. It must have been somebody pretty significant in the White House, right? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. One thing that I think we should all keep in mind is the advice that George W. Bush gave Barack Obama before he came into office. And it was, do not piss off the intelligence agencies because they will get you. And Trump has definitely pissed off the intelligence agencies at this point. So I would not be surprised if in some way (laughs) they had something to do with all of these oh, leaks yeah. coming out. And they, they may have a mole in the White House. I don't know. Um, but I'm just waiting to see when it's going to matter. Like, when is something that he says or does actually going to do mean something? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like I, he's his own worst enemy. Uh, mm-hmm. Time and time again, he's his own worst enemy. Um. And then there was the story on Friday, I don't have it in the notes here, that Kushner, that the Russian investigation has perhaps reached Kushner, mm-hmm. a- an active official, and a couple of sources are reporting that it's Kushner. So, uh, personally, I I can't believe that. In my opinion, he's too hot to be guilty of anything but sex appeal. But we'll see. <laughs> I don't get that, but okay. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I don't. I don't find him sexy at all. But then we also, if we're talking about, uh, you know, things that Trump has done. Uh, to try and undermine certain investigations surrounding his his administration. Uh, Comey came out and confirmed that Trump asked him to let it go about the Flynn investigation. Well, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, Yeah. he's a good guy. And then also today, apparently it's being reported that Trump has also gone to a couple of other individuals in the intelligence community and asked them to come out and refute the idea that there was any kind of Russian collusion during the 2016 election. Uh, and of course, both of these people refused. Yeah. After Comey came out. Yeah. So he wanted them to deny Comey's report. So mm-hmm. my God, is he desperate? And then that yeah. whole intelligence uh, leak that he handed over to the Russians. Uh, mm-hmm. He admitted himself that it was an Israeli source and he blamed the media for reporting that it was an Israeli source, but the media actually never reported that part of it. He just said it himself. Um, oh, and did you hear what he did today in regards to that in his meeting with Netanyahu in Israel? No. Is it about the- what I just said? I think. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I was referring to. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Because he came out at the end of that just to provide some context. Yeah. And they weren't even actually taking questions anymore. And Trump no. like shouts over the media. He's like, by the way, by the way. I he didn't his, say anything about Israel. Yeah. He he put his hands up in the air. In the video, like security is pushing the press back. It's clearly over and he just stops. <laughs> so that's what I mean by he's his own his own worst enemy. It's almost like he's trying mm-hmm. to get himself kicked out of the White House. But no one's doing it. I feel like now he's just trying to see what he has to do to get impeached. But we do have some exciting news. Memorial Day, Comey, open session, testifying, live, NFL on Fox. This, I think, could be one of the biggest, the biggest parts of this investigation. This, I think this is going to be 
one of the most watched events in live cable news history, and I cannot wait for it. Oh, I know. If his memos are true, Mm. oh boy. Yeah, I think it deserves like a pay per view price. I'm going to be furiously masturbating the entire time. Me too. And I never thought I would say that about anything involving James Comey, but there <laughs> you go. Tall men, not your type. Uh, not not tall men like James Comey. No. <laughs> so I'm kind of hopeful that that'll be a very, very, very big day in presidential history. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, this is going to be. They're they're definitely tr- uh, obviously trying to skirt the topic. So my congressman Doug Collins, he does these um. These telephone town halls. That's what he does nowadays because Ooh. I think he's too scared to actually face the public. Um, he doesn't want to be screamed at. And so they let people call in and they have you talk to one of his staffers and give them your question. Um, they definitely don't screen the calls, though. Like, definitely not. Um, it was just a coincidence that all the questions that made it through into the town hall were all like, <sighs> Congressman Collins, how can I make America great again? You know, that was just, <laughs> just happens. Yeah. Um, but I specifically asked, I was like, I would like to know what, um, what Doug Collins statement is on the president committing treason. I would like to know what his statement is on standing behind a president that has colluded with a foreign government particularly given the fact that he has voted with this president 100% of the time. Yeah. And then he did answer my question, but they wouldn't let me on the air to ask it. And he phrased it like I was asking, when is Russia going to be investigated, which was not what I asked. Right. And he was like, well, Laura, I just, I, uh, I I don't, we already have five investigations going on. I don't know how many more you need. (laughs) I was like, okay, bro. Yeah. Okay. Good on you Go for participating, yourself. though. That's cool. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna keep Good. doing them. Good. <laughs> Elisa, what do you make of all this? I mean, I think you're right. The Comey when Comey testifies, that's going to be a game changer. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be a game changer because let's be clear that I think the real scandal here isn't that Donald Trump's an idiot. It's not that he's incompetent. We knew these things. The, the real scandal here is the obstruction of justice angle and the, the idea that he deliberately attempted to obstruct justice by either firing Comey in order to ease pressure off of the Russian investigation, as he himself said, um, or tried to pressure the FBI into letting the investigation go. But either way, that's obstruction of justice, and that is the exact charge that got Nixon in the end. Mm-hmm. So when we impeached Nixon, it was because Nixon attempted to thwart an investigation into his own campaign. So there's precedent for this. Now, we're in very different times, so I'm not saying it's going to turn out exactly the same way. But I think that in terms of substance, in terms of what we should be looking for um, as regards impeachment or even not impeachment, even just like keeping this keeping this scandal rolling, it's going to be that. It's going to be what we get from James Comey. It's not going to be, you know, Trump spilling secrets to the Russians in the Oval Office. Unfortunately, that's perfectly legal. And it's incompetent, but it's legal. And it's not going to be some dumb thing he says when he's in Israel. We have a right to be upset about that. 
But it's perfectly legal. Yeah. It's not going to be any of these auxiliary things. If anything gets him in the end, it will be obstruction of justice. Yeah. And so that's what we should be keeping our eye on the prize. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped to see what mm-hmm. Comey says. Yeah. Me too. Because obviously the memo story was very significant, but hearing it directly from his mouth, what the memo said, will be yeah. an even greater and he'll deal. Be, Exactly, and and he's going to be under oath, yeah. and so the question at the end of of the end of the testimony is going to be, how does the White House respond? Because now the White House has only two options: either they they admit that there has been wrongdoing and take responsibility, fat chance, or they call James Comey a liar and say that none of that happened. But if James Comey was lying under oath. That, too, is obstruction of justice. And so now we, we are set to have a scenario in which only one or two things happen. Either Comey is guilty of obstructing justice by lying under oath and he goes to jail, or President Trump is guilty of obstructing justice and, he, and there's grounds for impeachment. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two possibilities at the end of this the end of this twisted little fairy tale. Yeah. There's also another uh, uh, part that that we have to uh, think about too is that whatever the White House says as well, um, President Trump might say the exact opposite <laughs> because he's done that before. You mean he could say the truth? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if the White House says, like, no, no, that's not true, he's lying, and then Trump says, yeah, no, that's true, and I and I'm, and I'm the one who said yeah, it. Yeah, they've right. had a I know problem keeping their shit together. And it's mm-hmm. his fault, again. Yeah, what do but, you guys make of this uh, special counsel? Scott Mueller, is it? Is it Mueller or Mueller? Mueller. Yeah, Mueller. He, Bob. Um, uh, we, oh, did I get his name fucked up? I'm sorry. That's okay. The only thing I, I really know about him is that he was he was the FBI director for a while under Obama, right? And Obama liked him yeah. so much that he extended his tenure by a couple of years. Do I have that right? Yeah, that's okay. right. So he was he was the FBI director just before James Comey, and when Obama was elected, his his being Mueller, Mueller's tenure was up. His ten years at the FBI was over. Obama asked him to stay on two additional years because of what you just said. He's just very well respected. So he's got he's he has some pretty serious credentials in terms. I mean, he knows exactly how these investigations go. He's been a prosecutor. He knows the FBI inside and out. And because he's been in law enforcement his entire life, he has pretty good credentials as being apolitical, you know, really not giving a shit about the politics of this. So Mm -hmm. people seem pretty happy with the choice. I'm just surprised that they picked somebody who was actually qualified to do this. (laughs) I mean, I, I was really expecting them to be like, um, let's get, you know... I don't know. Steve like, Bannon. Yeah, or Rick Perry or like <laughs> Rick Perry. Any, any of their other degenerate, you know, fake Republicans to do this shit for them. But they actually yeah. picked somebody competent. Yeah. Yeah, it does restore faith, doesn't it, in the system. It can work. Uh by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this part, but Comey will be testifying after Memorial Day. I was thinking maybe we have to make sure we're recording at least that yeah. night. I want to be. To react, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time now for Hidden for the Headlines. By the way, Laura, I just want to remind you quick before we move on, Matt is mm-hmm. a part of today's episode. Just so you know. I, 
I'm so yeah. sorry. Just a friendly reminder. Just... I'm fine. sorry. No, it was my fault. I should have I should have announced it to everybody on Twitter. No. Oh, no, no. You should have been a part of hashing it out. And, no. uh, you know. I anyway. didn't mean it that way. Elisa, enlighten sorry. us. So, hidden from the headlines. <laughs> actual news. Real news. Policy. Things that are changing. Not just scandal, scandal, scandal. This is my greatest fear with the Trump presidency is that <laughs> is that there's going to be so many balls in the air and we're going to be so distracted and not and not knowing, you know, when the hammer's going to drop that everyone's going to forget that shit is actually still happening. Yeah. Um and 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 a couple of the things that have happened just in the past week that would have huge consequences. Number 1, Attorney Attorney General Jeff Sessions has ordered all federal prosecutors to pursue the toughest possible sentence for um, for drug offenders and just for criminals in general, but specifically he mentioned drug offenders. So this is this is terrible for obvious reasons. If you are not a fan of the prison industrial complex, so just to put this into perspective a little bit. According to what Jeff Sessions has now ordered federal prosecutors to do, if you are caught with any amount of marijuana, I'm talking, it can be a dime bag, it can be half a fucking blunt, any amount of marijuana, under his guidelines, the prosecutor would have to try and put you in prison for a year. Because that's the maximum penalty for having any amount of marijuana, is a year in prison. Uh, If you get caught a second time, then you get to go to prison for two years. If you get caught a third time, it's three years. So each time you're caught, even if it's just a fucking grain of it, it's an additional year in prison. Now, none of this even touches the the idea that someone could be selling, right? So even, let's say you have a joint and you sell it for, what, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever, to a friend. Now, now you've reached a whole other level of, of the law. In this case, you can go to prison for five years. So a simple transaction of, hey, you got 10 bucks, I'll give you this joint I just rolled. Now you're in prison for five years, according to Jeff Sessions. That's what he's ordered federal prosecutors to do. This is a big deal because the federal government has been working steadily under both Democratic and Republican administrations to try and scale back the number of prisoners that we have and to sort of let this whole obscene war on drugs nonsense go. I think we can all agree that that our prisons are best suited for real criminals, particularly violent criminals, not people who want to smoke up. Um, but Jeff Sessions has a fucking vendetta against pot for some reason. So that's the first thing. The second thing that's happened the past week that's been pretty hidden from the headlines is that Trump has released his budget for 2018. Now, it's pretty fucking bad. And there's a lot to it. But some of the most important things are that he wants to slash Medicaid funding by $800 billion over the next 10 years. $800 billion. Now, Medicaid, obviously is uh, effectively health insurance for low-income families, but it's also for the disabled. So we're talking about people who physically can't work, who are in wheelchairs or who have some degenerative disease and are unable to work. This is how they get 
their health care and they want to slash it by eight hundred billion. That's insane. Also wants to get rid of um oh gosh, what is this? Children's health insurance program. Woohoo! What because who <laughs> kids don't kids don't need to see a doctor. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Seeing a doctor like you know, like what? Who who needs to see a doctor? So, under Trump's budget, the program would be cut twenty percent. Five point six million American children depend on the program. You cut that by twenty percent. We're talking truly millions of kids without health insurance. Um, and you know the list goes on. I encourage you guys to look this up. It's pretty fucking bad. He slashes the EPA. He slashes all kinds of things. And here's the deal. The president doesn't actually set the budget. Every president always writes one, but ultimately it's up to Congress to pass the budget. It's up to Congress to write the budget. The power of the purse rests with the legislative branch. But it's still important to know what Trump's priorities are and what his budget proposals are, because ultimately he can fucking veto it. And I don't think any of us trust this president enough to think that he wouldn't do something like that. Um, And it also tells us where the Republicans are going to be starting from. Like, this is their base level. This is what they're going to try to appease the leader of their party, right? So it gives us some insight into what we can expect their own budget proposal to look like. So these are two really big things that have happened this past week that I don't think have gotten fucking any coverage. And I just want to get your guys' knee-jerk reaction to these things and and – Thoughts on how, 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 how do we stay on top of all this stuff? Yeah, so my knee-jerk reactions. Um, Jeff Sessions, the reason that he is so obsessed with weed is because it's, it's the lowest level drug. It's very common. It's super easy to catch people with weed. And statistically, the people most likely to be prosecuted under these types of laws are black men. Next. Um, <laughs> they're... Donald, they're they're talking about cutting Medicaid by $800 billion over 10 years. I wanted to talk about the Republican talking point to this. Uh, this is something that I heard my esteemed congressman talking about during his town hall the other night. And he says that much of the Medicaid cut that's that's coming along is actually just cutting back the Medicaid expansion that happened under Obamacare. And that the people who get booted off their Medicaid are going to be able to find health care with these awesome, uh, generous tax breaks that they're getting under the new Republican plan. Uh, somebody want to remind me what those tax breaks were? Like $2,500 a year? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is $2,500 pay for a wheelchair? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you make it with if you make it with mm. cardboard, okay. maybe at a yard sale. Yeah, yeah. Get a bike. So uh, those are my knee jerk thoughts on that. Um, <laughs> I would say, in terms of staying informed on real news and also uh, keeping up with all the scandals, I think we can use the scandals to our advantage because where there's a scandal, they're also going to be trying to do some under the table shit. So if you see something happening, like Trump says something ridiculous at a meeting with Netanyahu, or Trump tweets a picture that looks suspiciously like it might be his saggy orange balls, (laughs) look, like, go and turn on C-SPAN. 
Mm. Just do it. Like pay attention to some of the lesser known outlets for this for political news and see what's going on there. And two other big things that are happening right now. The Senate is writing a health care bill and net neutrality. That's being reworked right now. And those, of course, Mm -hmm. are two very big issues as well. Uh, Knee jerk to the weed thing. I think Laura alleged that Jeff Sessions just wants to be racist. Sounds about right to me. It's just mm-hmm. so sad that that this could happen for such a for such a for a drug that doesn't harm people. Um, right. Yeah. And I would just like to say that that allegation about Jeff Sessions doesn't come from nowhere. Jeff Sessions. <laughs> I know. I know. Jeff Sessions. <laughs> Ronald Reagan thought Jeff Sessions was too racist right. to be a low level judge in the yeah. 80s. Also, Coretta Scott King wrote that wonderful letter about Jeff Sessions that Elizabeth Warren tried to read on the floor of the Senate and that Mitch McConnell stopped her from reading. That's Um, enough. But under Jeff Sessions, there has been, there was so much voter suppression in majority black districts in Alabama that it's just impossible to look at him and look at his career and say, Jeff Sessions might not be a racist. No, he's, for sure a racist and that is absolutely where he's coming from believe me believe me believe me i wanted to yeah i think it's just hard for him not to be even though he keeps saying like he can deny it all he wants but he just can't help every single thing that he does just happens to be racist i think the other other thing i wanted to point out about the budget really quickly because i think it's pretty critical um Trump's proposal would cut SNAP, which is effectively food stamps, by 25%. 44 million Americans rely on food stamps currently. So if you cut that by 25%, you're talking roughly 11 million Americans who won't have access to food. Period. End of story. Of course, if you believe the Donald Trump narrative of why people can't afford food. It's it's their own fault because they're lazy. Um, but so maybe they deserve it. I think that's probably what the narrative would be. But uh, obviously, I think we know that's ridiculous. And bearing in mind also that many of those 44 million Americans who depend on food stamps are children. And regardless of whether you think their parents are lazy or, or whatever else, no child no child in the world, particularly in the richest country in the world, should go hungry. Cutting SNAP by 25% is just, it's its immoral, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But, I, I you know, I, I guess my, here's my thing. I'm, I'm kind of surprised I'm going to say this, guys. But I think that in terms of staying on top of this shit, one of the best things that that we can do for ourselves is to actually get away from it once in a while. And I don't, I don't mean for long periods of time. I don't mean for like weeks on end to just turn the news off. But I find myself personally just sort of glued to CNN 24-7. Right. It's the first thing I check in the morning. It's the last thing I check at night. I have it on TV wherever I am. And I think, that's, I think that for the most part that's fine. That's just who I am. And I think it's, it's important to stay, stay informed. But on the other hand, you know, <laughs> fuck CNN. They're kind of bad. But also – it, it's nice when I get even just a few hours or a day or two away from it because I feel so mm-hmm. much more mentally ready to engage 
and I find myself thinking about the issues more critically. So I'll hear the story and I'll actually think through, oh God, what are the ramifications of this? Whereas if I have no break at all, I kind of find myself just being very complacent and numb to it. So I think that even if it's just like one day a week, just turn off your news alerts, take a step back. Having that break can probably help you in the long run stay engaged. Yeah. Pace yourself. Yeah. I do agree that the numbness thing, when you are watching the same story being reported by CNN five billion times over the course of an hour, you, you do grow numb to it. Um, and and you everybody just needs a mental break. And actually... We're going to be talking about in After Dark today some old TV that's coming back that could probably serve as a good break. But like I was just watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season three last night. And oh, that was a nice so break. Good. Yeah. You know, I could probably <laughs> have cute. watched every single television show I've ever wanted to watch if it weren't for the fact that I spend so much time watching CNN. And sometimes I get really mad at myself about that. I'm like wasting so much time watching all this coverage when I could actually make some headway through through some shows. Um, so I'm trying to be more aware of that because you, you just get so sick of the same coverage. But like Elisa, glued to it. Yeah. Um, so in After Dark, not only are we going to talk about old TV shows, we're also going to do some alternative facts. Elisa has a new game coming up for us. All right. It's time now for Surprise Bitch. Surprise Surprise, Surprise, bitch! Today we're going to call Marissa, who is in California. Hello? Hi, Marissa. Hi. Surprise, bitch! Surprise, bitch! It's Millennial. Hi! (laughs) How's it going? What are you up to in California? It's good. I'm at work. Oh, where are you working? Are you going to get in trouble for this? No, I won't. I can take a couple minutes. <laughs> what do you do? I work at a print shop running all the digital printers. Oh, cool. Oh, oh. oh nice. Okay. It's fun, but kind of boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, print out our faces on paper. That'll help pass some time. Matt can send you a picture. Yeah, I'll hang butt. you guys up all over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you do large print? Hey, have you seen uh, the new male rompers, and what are your opinions on them? I have seen them, and I think they're incredible. That oh, good. So you would like date a guy okay. in them? Well, I mean, I wouldn't date a guy because I don't like guys, but I mean. Oh. Yeah. Come on, can Andrew. See- don't assume. Oh, my can, God, can- Andrew. <laughs> if if a girl, if Elisa showed up wearing a male romper, would you date her? Yes, I would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. We're just going to let you two have a moment for a little bit. Go ahead. Hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> I mean, you want to go get some coffee? I do. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Man, All right, perfect. Flustered. We'll go find a nice little coffee house. <laughs> hey, Marissa, do you, what are your opinions on uh, the, these fidget spinners that have been going around? Or do you even know what I they mean, are? I know people who actually use them for their intended purpose to keep themselves the f- from like harming themselves and all that. But all those that's people their that intended just want purpose? Them cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, intended for like anxiety, and I mean, I I went on Amazon to look what what its uh, subject line was, and it was autism and anxiety. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. if you're autistic, you can spin something, but 
Yeah, I know people have used them in class to help them um, pay more attention and to keep the minds from wandering. But then, of course, you got all these kids that want to play with them, ruin it for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, they are hit with the kids. Um, But if Elisa showed up wearing a male romper and she pulled a fidget spinner out of her breast pocket, how would you react to that? Oh, I don't know. I mean... I don't know what I would do either. Get me going, but I'd be kind of scared. (laughs) Maybe she'd throw the spinner at me if I did something wrong. No, maybe you could be like. (laughs) Maybe you could be like, "Hey, baby, I want you to do something else with your fingers." (laughs) Maybe you should use this fidget spinner, Andrew. You seem to be pretty into this as a pickup game. Well, I know what I'm getting you for your secret Santa gift this year. Uh, so, so where where in California are you? The Central Valley. Okay. Do you so like all it around there? that agriculture? It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and people here are Bible belty. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, is. How do you meet the ladies? You, you go down to West Hollywood where there's zero lesbian bars, or <laughs> online? Got to do that online. Oh. oh, okay. What do you use? Time at Laura. Um, I've used. <laughs> I've used OkCupid and Tinder. <laughs> have you used MuggleNet to find women? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I can't oh. remember the last time I went on MuggleNet. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. I have a 100% success rate meeting women on there, though. Nice. Good. Nice. Uh, cool. <laughs> cool. OkCupid, it doesn't seem to uh, be as hot as it used to be, but yeah, Tinder is obviously... Because you can't swipe. No, you know, people don't, yeah, don't want to actually have you to You actually search. can swipe on OkCupid yeah. now. Yeah. But it's not as nice as the experiences on Tinder. Anyway, mm. well, thank you, Marissa, for your support. Glad we got to speak to you. Thank, thank you for, for answering. Me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> You're welcome. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. All right, you guys too. See you Thanks, soon, bye. girl. Bye. 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 See, <laughs> see you soon, girl. Elisa's unbu- unbuttoning her romper now. Getting ready. <laughs> yeah. Getting Elisa a romper <gasps> for Christmas. Uh-huh. Oh, I-, I mentioned this during Hashing It Out, but we still have to do this. We, uh, The three of us, Elisa, Matt, and I, have to mail Laura a housewarming gift, and we got to play that game. We We got to get on that very soon. What? I didn't agree to that. Is this is this like a Secret Santa style thing? Exactly, yeah. We each buy a gift cool. for her house, <laughs> oh, and she'll have to guess. <laughs> oh, boy. I, oh, let's man. Let's accept now that, okay. that Laura's just going to get three dildos. <laughs> <laughs> She's got Mark now. I don't, I'm going to try to be a little more thoughtful with my gift. Oh, thank you. Still dirty, but... Are you, are you saying that Mark is my dildo? Yeah. Well, I would think his, his dildo... <laughs> Replace any other dildo you needed. Or are you still using dildos? Anyway. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'm flustered. With that silence, the silence says, I am still using them, but not on myself. <laughs> I have... Jeez. <sighs> I have never heard Silence say so many things. Now I yep. got to go back to Atlanta. I need to speak to Mark about this. <laughs> Please visit our website, millennialshow.com. Get all the information you need about this show. You know the drill. Also, patreon.com slash millennial. We're going to be sending out a survey soon. 
we want to we want to hear about what you think about our patreon how it's going and what you would like to see in it so once i get around to that which is going to be soon i promise uh we look forward to hearing from you helping um our patron grow because it does does help this show continue and uh like i said coming up in after dark today we're going to be talking about some tv shows that are coming back because that seems to be all the rage this these days i want to talk about why this is happening i have some theories and then we'll talk about if we're excited for any of these shows i I assume matt you're really excited for will and grace and roseanne don't assume oh you don't know me okay but yes. And we're going to play a game. So good stuff over on patreon.com slash millennial. Little programming note. We will not be releasing a new episode next week. It is Memorial Day weekend. Laura's going to be busy with her dildos. I'm going to be busy. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Something related to my birthday. <laughs> and uh, Spinning his fidget. Matt will be here, but we all know he's here. And <laughs> yep. Elisa will be figuring out her IUD. So we're all very busy next week. And but we wish you all a happy Memorial Day weekend, unofficial start of summer. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. I'm Andrew. Um, I'm Elisa. <laughs> I'm Laura. <laughs> <laughs> and... Oh, I forgot I was here. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm Matt. Thanks for joining us, Matt. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> it was good having you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm Matt. So we appreciate sorry. you being here. Bye.